0: The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western
1: New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose.
2: I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside right now, what does that uh, promo say? Rain, sleet, snow. Uh, Not right now, but it feels like we've gotten all of it in the past days and more of it to come. Calm currently. Clear skies, 36 degrees in Buffalo.
1: The city of Nashville planning a vigil as we learn more harrowing details about the school shooting that took six lives. Lindsay Watts reports. Police aid surveillance video shows the shooter, former student Audrey Hale, firing
3: through the doors, moving through the halls. They say Hale, who identified as transgender, was under a doctor's care, being treated for an emotional disorder which had not been reported to
0: authorities. One of Hale's former basketball teammates shared messages she says Hale sent her
3: on the morning of the shooting. The messages reads, I'm planning to die today. Police say Hale legally purchased seven guns, using three of them in the attack.
2: Monday's shooting forcing schools locally to look at security. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. When breaking down all that took place on Monday with the deadly school shooting at the Covenant School in
0: Nashville, security leaders like Jeff Rinaldo from Vista Security Group are taking a deep dive into the way they protect the lives and safety of students and staff in schools all across western New York. I
3: think over the last five to ten years, you've seen a lot of money invested by various school districts in what they call hardening the target, putting reinforced glass, putting reinforced doorways, Creating uh, more of a complicated system to get into a school versus you know just a single pane glass door that you could throw a rock at and enter. So I think that a lot of these locations will be having conversations now and probably expediting plans to reinforce those entryways if they have not done so already.
0: Ronaldo and Brian Del Porto, director of security at Niagara Falls City Schools, both feel school districts and local municipalities need to put school security and safety on an equal playing level as the academics and curriculum to ensure an incident like a school shooting can be better prevented. Del Porto even goes as far as saying school security has to take a front seat when it comes to budgeting for school districts across the nation in today's day and age. School security, it's more than just, you know, maybe arming a teacher or... having security, these things take really an ongoing effort and ongoing commitment because security, whether they're armed or unarmed, uh, school resource officers, they have to maintain their training. They have to maintain their professionalism. So it's really an ongoing process and these systems have to really be implemented everywhere to keep our kids safe. And that's the reality that we live in today. You know, we wish maybe it wasn't like that, but unfortunately the times are dictating that that's just a cost that we're going to have to pay for. Hear more from security professionals regarding
1: safety measures at school districts available on our website. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thank you. Expect state-authorized recreational marijuana dispensaries to open soon in Buffalo. The U.S. Court of Appeals ruled yesterday to limit the scope of an injunction that had barred the state from issuing licenses to sell marijuana in western New York and four other regions across the state.
2: The state's Cannabis Control Board has so far allotted just 22 licenses for the entire western New York region. Tuesday's decision now opens the door for those licenses to be officially awarded and approved businesses to open stores selling marijuana for adult use. The delay had been brought on by a lawsuit that claimed the state's process for awarding licenses was unconstitutional. The state has only allowed people who have been convicted of a marijuana-related crime or who can prove they've been impacted by a conviction to apply for those retail licenses. Those close to the matter say it's unlikely the lawsuit will continue to be litigated after Tuesday's ruling. The court's decision still leaves that injunction in place for the Finger Lakes region. We'll be talking more about this and what to expect in the coming months now at 7 o'clock.
1: A SUNY tuition hike is on the state's agenda as they work to hammer out a budget deal. WBEN's Max Ferry has a look at how Democrats in Albany are talking higher costs for school at a time when the spotlight on student debt has never been greater.
0: Governor Kathy Hochul's proposed budget for this fiscal year includes a 3% annual tuition increase for SUNY and City University Colleges for the next five years, and up to a 6% increase in tuition at the state's flagship university centers in Albany, Binghamton, Buffalo, and Stony Brook. Certified College Planning Specialist Jeff Boron from SendYourKidsToCollege.org says that even though these tuition hikes are still going to have some impact on the walls of those attending SUNY schools, he doesn't believe this will deter students from attending these colleges. We have to look at things in perspective, that the SUNY education system is a very good quality education for a lot less money than the alternatives. Uh, The increase obviously isn't favorable to the students, there's a little bit of protesting already starting, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still, SUNY's are still a great value for your dollar. Democrats in Washington have been campaigning for student loan debt forgiveness for well over a year now. Can you be a champion for raising student debt while still supporting tuition increases? Boron doesn't believe so.
2: No, I mean, really where we should be focusing our time and energy is looking at how to
0: reduce the cost of college. The government should be involved at looking at
2: the administrative overhead that is being spent on some of these SUNY colleges, and are we spending the money wisely? Are we running these like we should, like any good business should? This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you for that. And something we'll be uh, watching, talking about with Jeff Boron live a little bit later on this morning. Well, Governor Hokel's request to march in Buffalo's upcoming Pride Parade denied. The Pride Center of Western New York and Evergreen Health citing the governor's proposed budget That redirects funding from a federal drug pricing program away from community health organizations and into state coffers. According to Evergreen Health, the decision disproportionately impacts communities of color, LGBTQ patients, people living with HIV and others. The Buffalo Pride Parade is June 4th.
1: A Senate committee today will ask the CEO of Starbucks about union busting claims against the company.
2: Senate pro-union supporter Bernie Sanders plans to say that Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz is doing all he can to stop his workers from earning fair pay through unions. Schultz will testify he has negotiated in good faith and that Starbucks has offered workers stock ownership, college aid, paid sick and parental leave. Still, Senator Sanders will point out that even though nearly 300 Starbucks shops have formed unions, the company has resisted signing any union contract.
1: That's Andy Field in Washington.
2: Okay, we'll hear more on him as those debt ceiling uh, negotiations keep on going over in Washington. How about this over in Minnesota? They're taking on e-cigarette maker Juul. Kids are attracted to what is shiny and what is cool.
0: In opening statements, the attorney general arguing Juul and tobacco industry giant Altria purposely made its e-cigarettes appeal to kids to get them hooked with fruity flavors like mango or berry. Juul argues its goal was not to lure kids, but instead help adults who wanted to switch from cigarettes to a product with less nicotine. It also argues the increase in youth vaping was due to more adults using the products, resulting in more kids getting a hold of them.
2: Interesting, and and uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit more. I, Andrea Fujii there with the report. I know we've asked Paul Cambria about this before. We'll have to bring him in again. Yeah. It's like, do you have to prove that no adults like mango or <laughs> strawberry? Like, that's just, once you turn 13, you're just like totally... Everything uh, changes. Uh, uh, yeah. fruity flavors. Like, gross. I, I don't think that happens. But, I don't know, something to watch there. Uh, Minnesota, the first state to go after Jewel on this.
3: Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. A dry start to the day but we'll have showers and thunder showers pop up this afternoon in front of a cold front that's going to move through. The rain will then mix with and change over to snow with a snow squall developing later today. All that weather occurs between around 4 and 7 p.m. Now tonight we clear out. It's going to be chilly with overnight lows in the low 20s. Cold one on Thursday with sunshine mid-30s. Back in the 50s with rain on Friday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 and weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eramonkowski.
1: There is an update on state authorized recreational marijuana dispensaries in Western New York. A U.S. Court of Appeals ruling came in yesterday. Joining us right now on the live line mm-hmm. is Elise Bergio from MJI Solutions. Uh, Elise, if you can explain the ruling and what it means.
3: Thanks, Susan. Yeah, so very exciting. Um, I think last time we talked, we we discussed what's called an injunction. So there was a ban on all these dispensaries for five different regions, and one of them was ours. Uh, the, the The court of appeals decided of those five regions that had a ban, four were going to be lifted, meaning that the dispensaries would be allowed to operate now. So, Western New York, Brooklyn, Mid Hudson, and Central. All get dispensaries. The only one who doesn't now is Finger Lakes.
2: Okay, the big question now is when the State Cannabis Control Board has allotted uh, only 22 licenses for all of the Western New York region. Uh, they haven't been able to give those licenses out, but the state says that they've been, you know, kind of working behind the scenes on who exactly is going to get them. Uh, when can we expect the ball to be rolling? When do businesses get to open up?
3: Yeah, we expect to see actually 100 dispensaries to be awarded on Monday, on the 3rd. Um, there's an Office of Cannabis Management meeting. Uh, the OCM kind of already con- has spoken out and said, hey, we're, we're doing a massive rollout come next week. So a lot of the, the people who have applied for these conditional dispensaries that were in the Buffalo region may have already gotten an email saying that they qualified, but the injunction was preventing them from getting going. So those people are going to get first look. Um, And we may see some we may see a few different uh, uh, places being awarded on Monday for Buffalo specifically.
1: When you mentioned 100, was that statewide? Yes, 100 statewide. So uh, remember last time we talked,
3: so there was 151st that were supposed to be part of this program. They've bumped it now to 300. So there's going to be 300 conditional dispensaries across the state. So you know, they're, gonna, they're, get, they're kicking it off. So they're, they're planning to award 100, and then they want to, I think, do as many as they can by the first meeting in May um, to try to get these, these all situated.
2: Uh, it's still just 22, though, for Western New York. Um, do, what's defined as Western New York? How far east does that go?
3: Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, it might be as far as, like, Batavia, um, Rochester is included in the Finger Lakes area, so I- I'm sure there's a border right along there. Um, 22 dispensaries is pretty good, though, uh, considering we were originally only going to have 11. Um, I guarantee you we'll see... I bet you at least 10 of those in the Buffalo area are surrounding it.
2: These businesses who have applied for licenses, um, where do they stand right now? You know, when these are awarded on Monday, uh, do the businesses who will have these awarded have a pretty good idea of who it's going to be that they're going to go forward and, you know, they're ready in months to open up, uh, a year,
3: weeks? Uh, What does it look like? It all kind of depends on what the operator wants to do. Um, they're gonna have an opportunity to do pop-ups so they could do very temporary structures and start kicking it off right away. Um, and in the interim of that, they can start building out their, their space. Um, it also depends on whether or not they're an operator that's intending to work with uh, a New York agency called Dazney for help with their real estate. Um, so some of these dispensaries have are getting assisted with a loan where the, the state agency is actually helping them find locations and building out the stores. So it all kind of depends. If, if, if some of these guys have their own real estate, if they have a location that they want to be uh, be operating in um, and then can kick off fast, I, we might see something in the next couple months. I guarantee you we're going to see a pop-up happen very soon, um, just because that is being encouraged by the state.
1: Is this the end for litigation on the matter? No, it's not. So the
3: the court case is still being litigated. Uh, the only difference is is that the four territories um, of the five got lifted, so they're they're able to operate the dispensaries. But you know, Finger Lakes, Rochester area, those guys are still under a ban, um, and so they have to go back now down because they're going back to the district court to start litigating the case. Um, you know, now that this injunction has been vetted through and and we've seen results, so. Um, We're now going to see the the case play out as it is uh, with the the Verisite case specifically. For people who are
2: hearing this and going, well, what's the difference? Uh, You know, a pop-up shop comes up, but I got a sticker shop around the corner. What is the difference between the marijuana that's going to be sold in these licensed dispensaries and what is being sold now all across Western New York?
3: Yeah, so it's really about uh, lab testing and knowing your products. So. Uh, everything that you're buying right now in Western New York is is unmonitored. It's it's not tracked through any systems. We don't know when it was grown. We don't know when it was processed. We don't know how it was processed. We actually don't know the type of uh, strain it is, the type of THC, the amounts, um, if it has any types of things that we ban, right? So at the state level, we're, we ban certain pesticides, certain a lot of different metals. Um, we want to make sure that there isn't any traces of diseases, uh, E. coli, salmonella. So it, you know, if you're purchasing on the illicit market, you have such a strong chance of, of you know, engaging with with cannabis that isn't being grown to high standards. Um, that's a huge issue. We also, and I can't emphasize this enough, need to make sure that this isn't getting into the hands of minors, right? And so, uh, these illicit stores are not carding. They're not doing anything to kind of prohibit these these you know 21 and un, or you know 20 year olds and under getting cannabis. Um, so. Uh, Ideally, we're going to hopefully see once when when stores do go into into these areas, right, um, we do see a big enforcement of illicit stores getting shut down. So hopefully with legalized stores coming into Buffalo, we are going to see enforcement of a lot of these illicit stores being shut down.
2: That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available
1: each weekday morning, produced by the award winning WBEN Newsroom.